today's Leading Women episode 323 with the wonderful Mandy Adler. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Have a WordPress site or thinking of getting one? Bluehost offers unlimited hosting starting at $4.95 per month. Got your WordPress site hosted somewhere? No worries. Bluehost can help you transfer those domains fast and seamlessly easy. Join me and millions of others who trust Bluehost as our main hosting provider. Sign up today at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Bluehost. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Mandy Heller-Adler. Mandy Heller-Adler is the founder and principal of International College Counselors, one of the nation's largest and most respected private college counseling businesses in the country that provides expert college and graduate school admissions advice to families in the U.S. and around the world. Ms. Adler authored the book, From Public School to the Ivy League, How to Get into a Top School Without Top Dollar Resources, and you can see her Find a book on her hand. All right, so women of the world, Miss Mandy Heller Adler. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We are delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Mandy, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with international college counselors. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Great. Can't wait. Yes, let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Sure. Um, My company is called International College Counselors. We work with students all over the world, um, helping them get into college and graduate school. Um, We work one-on-one with families, uh, working with the parents and the students to understand their academic goals and help them reach their college potential. Um, We start with students in 8th grade, in ninth grade, 10th, 11th grade, um, sometimes 12th grade, um, working with students to pick their classes, help them with their resumes, um, confirm their school lists, certainly work with them on applications and essays, um, and really just work with with the families to help them through this confusing time. Um, we try to take away a lot of the stress. Um, as most of the listeners probably know, college is a hot topic and a very stressful topic in most households. Um, and we try to alleviate some of that and, and allow kids to um, get through the process and families to get through it um, as easily as possible. 
Yes, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence and this niche that you have carved out. Of, uh, I mean, this is really, a, like what you said, a hot topic. And I'm glad that you have this niche out there that would help us, not only the students, but the parents as well to get the, to to reduce that stress that they have. Because this is an, an area that oh, I'm sure a lot of our, our families, a lot of families, a lot of our listeners uh, can relate to. And the, uh, especially with kids who are going to be in college, oh, this is an area that, oh, that have that gives us a lot of stress. It's great that you have this one out there. But what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start this business and made you say, this is my business? Um, well, I, I moved to South Florida um, after my, uh, immediately before the birth of my first daughter. And I was in a new city and um, I had been working in finance in Manhattan. Um, and I moved to Florida and I realized I didn't want to work in finance anymore. Um, and I always felt very passionately about education. Um, I personally uh, benefited from some of the best higher education here in the United States. Um, I attended the University of Pennsylvania and the Wharton School and Harvard Business School, and both experiences were extraordinary. Um, and I realized that if I really could do anything, it would be help other students reach their academic goals in the same ways that I had. Um, the first thing I did was start writing a book, which is um, this book, uh, From Public School to the Ivy League, How to Get, top, how to get um, into a Top School Without Top Dollar Resources. Um, and basically, that was my way of helping other public school students um, get into top stu- schools without you know, a lot of counseling advice. Um, and then I set up a counseling business for those students who could afford it and did want more one-on-one attention. Um, I love what I do. I am really excited about what I do. I feel very good about what I do. Um, so I guess the aha moment was taking a stock of what uh, is important to me and, um, and what I wanted to do with my life. Then once I became a mother and, um, and had made, uh, started my roots here in South Florida. Yes, and there has been a theme here at Today's Leading Women to when you found that passion, you know, when you have that passion for something that would be helpful, that will be valuable to other people, that's usually the birth of a great business idea. So it has been a a theme here that is when you found that when you have that passion, you know that you have a skill to leverage it, that you can help other people. That is oftentimes you know, the start of a great business idea. So like what uh, what manager shared with us, great that you've shared with us so that our listeners can see for themselves how can how this business idea evolves. And oftentimes it's born out of our passion for something. All right, right, now your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry. And that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Um, well, I'm not sure we're so committed to being the market leader, depending on how you define that. Um, our goal is not to take on as many students as we possibly can, but more so to make sure that we do the best possible work that we can, um, which certainly has then driven our market leadership. But um, I think the goal is not the leadership, but the goal is to um, just provide the families with the best possible service. So um, every day, my staff and I are driven by the need to um, work with the students, understand their needs, understand their goals, um, support them through this process, um, and ultimately in the end um, to help them to be successful. Um, So it's, it's, uh, 
it's nice when the results follow, um, but I certainly think the vision is more so on the client than it is so on on the uh, and maybe the market share. Um, we're certainly not the least expensive in the market, um, but I do think my company has the most experienced counselors, um, certainly the widest reach as far as global reach, um, and uh, and I think commitment to the families, and that's the best we can offer. Yeah, so that's to provide the best possible service to the families and students that you serve. Great vision there. I mean, it's all about providing the best quality of service to the clientele that we serve. And this is a vision that um, Mandy just shared with us uh, that inspires them on a daily basis. So for our listeners out there, you, the takeaway here is for you to create that vision, just like what Mandy just shared with us, a vision that would inspire you, a vision that gives you direction as to where you want to go because it's all start with a vision. And this vision is going to evolve with you as you grow and as your business grow. The most important thing is for you to have that vision and write it down. So for our listeners who are just starting out especially, have the creative vision and write it down. Something that motivates you, something that inspires you on a daily basis. What is? Why are you in this business? Ask that question and that oftentimes cre- help you create that vision for you and for your business. Now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Um, I think the first thing I do is I'm a good listener. So I started this business not based on what I thought the families wanted, but by listening to the families and finding out from them what they wanted. Um, my business has certainly evolved, um, based on what my clients tell me. So I think being a good listener is very important. Um, the second thing is, is I think I'm, I have humility. Um, I know that I don't know everything. So I think my families appreciate, um, when I say to them, you know, I'm going to work with my team or I'm going to come back to you. Um, but I'm going to find you the best possible answer. Um, so, um, working with them and really being a partner as compared to being, you know, some sort of, um, you know, teacher or stern leader, I think is, is a very good, uh, attribute to have when working with families, especially with children. Um, and then I think the third piece is, um, I think I have a supportive family, um, so I, uh, I definitely, in, in my job, I spend a lot of afternoons and evenings working, um, and as I mentioned, I have children, so um, I do have support, um, support for my family that, that, uh, that my crazy hours and my hard work um, will be, um, you know, will be meaningful for them as well. So I, I think for any female entrepreneur or any entrepreneur, um, it certainly becomes a labor of love for the whole family. Um, and, uh, and I appreciate the support that I get at home. So I think those three things are, have been very beneficial for me. All right. So this being a good listener, having that humility, you know, knowing that you don't know everything, but being willing to learn and being willing to ask, being, being resourceful to find out what is that your clients, for example, want to know uh, that you don't know at that moment. And having that supportive support uh, system around you, your family, really important, um, and uh, even a network of friends that are supportive of you. So great uh, personal qualities and that you've just shared say, with us. Um, not to, one more that I, I do, I feel, I, I, I'm very dedicated to this business. Um, I find a lot of entrepreneurs um, want to start businesses to make them side businesses, or I'll do it my free time, or I'll do it. Um, everyone in my company, this is our, 
quite frankly, a full-time job. So we're driven to really um, seek out all the resources, to really um, find out everything we can about all of the possible schools, all the possible scenarios. Um, we've really differentiated ourselves in the market by being professionals in an industry where you don't necessarily need a certification or anything. So I think if you could, um, or for any business owner, even if this, if you're not starting a brand new um, business, right? So other college counselors have existed for years. Um, how I differentiated myself is by being better, right? So our results are better. Our counselors are better. Our knowledge is better. Our communication is better. Um, and because of all the ways that we're better, um, we've been able to leapfrog over the other companies. Um, but we didn't recreate the wheel. We haven't started some new industry. We haven't made some new technology. Um, we've just committed ourselves to, to excellence. Yeah, so dedication and commitment to excellence that sets you apart from the other uh, other other services service providers or others in your industry is really important. Um, so that's great that you've shared that one for our listeners as well to hear because it's real. That's really big to really strive for excellence in whatever it is that you put out there and whatever it is that you provide your customers or your clientele. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Um. Well, I think being an entrepreneur sometimes is lonely um, as far as making your own decisions. And for a while, I worked by myself. Um, and now as as the senior executive, not necessarily having someone to talk to or bounce ideas off of, um, I have joined some women's groups, which has been wonderful. And I certainly recommend um, that women looking to start a business look out for some women's groups in their area. Um, I used to be a part of what was called NABO, or it's called NABO, the National Association of Women Business Owners. Um, now I'm a part of the Women's Presidents Organization, so a wonderful group of women um, to bounce off ideas. Um, I, uh, I guess some other challenges are certainly my first year <laughs> just making enough revenue to um, support what I was trying to do. Um, and uh, it's... it's uh, it, this is, I should start out by saying this is my third business. This is not my first business. So uh, I'm not, um, I wasn't a stranger to starting a business. Um, and each business has its own challenges. I think the important part is being committed to being an entrepreneur, um, loving what you do, um, and, uh, and, and having people to talk to when you just need to unload and unwind. Um, now my biggest stress is certainly um, hiring, finding uh, other people who share my vision. Um, and I think that's a challenge in all businesses around the United States. Um, not because we don't have wonderful people, but just because, especially if you're a smaller business, um, I think corporate culture is, is extremely important. So we take a really long time to hire people um, and, uh, and then to train them and, and uh, get them into um, into the ICC family. So, um, so that's my biggest challenge now, but, but certainly at every stage there have been different challenges and, and the trick has been just to be, um, persistent and consistent 
and um, and not to give up. So, you know, International College Counselor started out of my house um, in my study. Um, it grew to two people working out of my house. Um, then we moved to an office. Um, it grew to four people in an office, and now we have five offices um, as well as representatives around the world. Um, but it started just me and, and um, being persistent. Yes, I mean, uh, these challenges that you shared, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of us can relate to some of them. And I mean, with me, uh, especially for our listeners who are solopreneurs like me, we oftentimes feel isolated uh, working at home. But it's really important to stay connected in the in, with the industry that you are in, because there are a lot of support communities online and offline out there that you can stay connected. And of course, early on, as we start our business, uh, it's, it's a challenge to sustain our business, to get through keep the revenue coming in. And I'm sure this is uh, all of our, most of us um, experience this, uh, especially to with businesses that involves getting clients and our revenues are dependent on our clients. It's, it's a challenge that is not, I'm sure it's not a stranger to most of us. And of course, finding and hiring people that shares your vision, shares your company values, shares the, the vision that you have for your company. It's really important to, uh, like what a manager shared with us, to take time to find the right people, people that will that are willing or that shares the values and the vision that you have. Um, and like what they say, uh, you know, hire slow and fire fast. Like I, um, there's a book uh, actually that that talks about that, which I really like that fire, uh, hire slow, but fire fast. And so it's really important to find the right people and take your time. And this challenges that uh, managers shared with us, let's all learn from it, especially if we encounter these um, challenges, because the beauty of uh, sharing our challenges with each other is that we are able to support each other by learning from how we're able to overcome them or how, like, for example, how Mandy overcame these challenges. So great tips there as well. Now, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? I don't think I do a very good job. <laughs> I'm probably not the person to ask. Um, I think we're all just trying to do the best we can. I don't think it's, um, I find it interesting that because I'm a woman, um, they always ask this of women and they never ask this of men. Um, I think I'm doing as good a job as my husband is, um, so I will put that out there. Um, but I think it's really hard to be an entrepreneur. and I think it's hard. You can't do everything at the same time, um, or you can't do everything well at the same time. And I think that's just a reality in life. Um, I think we as parents, men and women, put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, as far as what we expect from ourselves at home um, as well as in the workforce. And... Um, I guess what I've told myself is that I'm just going to try to do the best I can. And, um, and I'm not sure, I guess some weeks I'm balancing better than others. And, and, uh, and it's a, it's a challenge for both men and women. Although for some reason people think it's, it's, uh, more of a burden for women. Um, and, and yes, I think historically we have had more responsibilities around the home, but, um, but I think, you know, fathers are just important as important to kids as mothers are, um, and, 
And I think we as a, as a global community are just trying to figure this all out. Um, I do think there's a need in this country for better childcare. I think there's a need in this country for uh, better public education in some areas or some wonderful public education. Um, and, uh, and I'm just thankful for the support I have. Um, I do live close to my extended family, which has been very helpful. So for entrepreneurs who, um, would like a tip that is a great, that has been one of the best things ever is to be living near family because, um, at the end of the day, um, if I need concerning my own family, obviously my extended family is, is a, a great avenue to have. Um, but I'm not sure I'm, I, uh, I'm the best person to ask for the work white balance conversation. Well, it's certainly, I mean, I really like your perspective because I'm sure a lot of us share with that in that, uh, what you've just, in the answers that you've just shared, because uh, you're right. I mean, work-life balance, sometimes we feel that it, it's our responsibility as a, as a woman, as a wife, as a mother. But like what you said, it's all, it's really, it applies to everyone in the family. It's not just us that we're going to be thinking about work-life balance. And like what you said, we have to do the best that we can. And I don't see work-life balance as a work-life balance. But for me, I would often say work-life, uh, it's like harmony or integration because I don't believe in per in balance, in perfect balance, because there are going to be days that you have... There are going to be days that you have to work hard, but there are going to be days that you, you can slow down or, you, you know, so it's the main thing is to do what whatever you can in whatever situation you are in right now. And the beauty of owning your business is you you have that flexibility. You can afford that flexibility of, okay, maybe one day you're going to be working really hard, but then you're going to be able to be flexible in your schedule to be able to find time and carve out time to spend with your family or with your loved ones. So it's all about finding that what works for you. So whatever your situation is right now, carve out those times to do the things that are important to you, your family, your business, of course. And don't think about this work-life balance as a perfect equal uh, in everything because it doesn't work that way. So it's all about prioritizing and making time for those that are important to you. And don't feel bad if you're not able to carve out, you know, exact time or equal time on each of the areas that are important to you because it, it, it won't work that way so whatever works for you the most important thing is that you find time for those that are important to you to do the things that are important to you I think that's the bottom line here all right let's talk about success and what success mean to you your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? That's a good question as far as success. And it's, it's multi-layered. Um, so I try to think about it in different quadrants of my life. So um, clearly a business success is tied to revenue, right? That makes for a successful business. Um, it doesn't make me a successful person because I make a lot of money. Um, that I feel very strongly about. Um, when I worked in finance, I certainly made a lot of money a lot easier. Um, and uh, it didn't make me feel like a successful person. It just made me have a lot of money. Um, so I think um, 
so I do try to separate the two. So yes, we have a successful business that makes money. Um, but as a successful person, I am able to put some of that money back into my community. Um, I'm able to have the flexibility, as you said, to, um, spend time with my family. Um, I'm able to, um, I think a lot of it has to do with, with what I'm doing with the opportunities I have. So in addition to my, what I do at work, I'm also very involved in the children's hospital nearby. Um, I'm on the mother's board for my, um, children's school. Um, I, uh, I do a lot of nonprofit work through the Jewish Federation. Um, I do a lot of work through my synagogue. So I feel like um, one of the things my business has enabled me to do is to really give back to others, to um, make an impact in my community, um, to use my business as an agent for social change. So um, not just donating money, but um, being able to donate my time. We donate our our services to um, a lot of low-income students. Um, We go in and speak at schools. We provide them um, with some of these books. Um, I, I, uh, I, I feel very strongly that, that my business is not just about economic success, but providing, um, social value to, to the community and to the world in general. Um, our company, there's, there's a lot of, um, room for, um, I guess for gray area when it comes to ethical practices, um, you know, we work with essays, we work with transcripts, we work with all kinds of stuff, and we don't. We hold ourselves up as um, as a model for what we hope the world looks like um, and for what we hope our students will want to model as far as successful. So that does include, you know, economic sustainability. That does include economic success. But um, more importantly, it also includes social value that um, is contributing to the well-being of, of the others in the community. Yes, I'm a, I love your perspective on success. I mean, it's a multi-layered thing, but at the end of the day, it's about service and contribution through the works that we do out there. So great perspective there. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? My top three tips, number one, would be um, start your business very inexpensively. So um, I find a lot of entrepreneurs go out and they hire lawyers and business consultants and all kinds of stuff. Um, I would start out by by starting a business, buying a book on the law and knowing what you need to know, Um, starting in your house or or at a Starbucks. Um, But don't put out a lot of expenditures up front because you need to be flexible. And and the fastest way to be inflexible is to have a lot of um, overhead or startup costs. So um, start off as inexpensively as possible would be my tip number one. Um, Number two is try to become um, a leader in your field as it comes to expertise. So obviously you're not going to start your business and, um, and have the most clients, but you might be able to start your business and have an area of expertise that other people don't have or to commit yourself to learning an area that other people don't have. 
Um, so you really need to, to decide who you're going to be up front and what you're going to be an expert at and what you're going to be better than the rest of the market at doing. Um, the third thing is definitely do what you love. Um, part of the reason I say I don't have this huge work-life balance is because um, I would say my job is also my hobby. So I don't come home and yearn to ride a bike. Um, I come home and I actually enjoy doing what I do. Um, I enjoy reading education magazines. I enjoy writing books. I enjoy writing articles. Um, I enjoy learning um, about what I do. And, um, and so it, it's, it's one big amorphous life. Um, so, so if you love it, then, you know, you don't mind doing it and you don't necessarily see it as work. Um, and, uh, and it all flows very nicely. Wow. Great tips there that we can all take action on today. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to start your business very inexpensively. I mean, bootstrap your business. Don't go into a lot of debt starting on. So start a business on the side if you have a job. That way you have a, a way to to spend for your business. So it's really important to not to go a little way overboard you know, starting out. And then the second one is to try to become a leader in the industry or be an expert in what you do, whatever it is that you're in, the, the industry you are in, be an expert in that area. It's really important to be seen as a leader and to be an expert in that. And then the third one, which is really big, I'm big uh, for, for this as well, is to do what you love, you know, do what you enjoy doing, do what it is that you're passionate about doing, because when it is, when you're doing something that you are so passionate about, it's no longer work for you, you know, you don't see it as work anymore, because you love what you do, you're passionate about it, it's really important to hone that in you as well, so great tips there that uh, what's, what Mandy just shared with us, so we can all take action on today, so thank you for sharing those. Now, what's one favorite business resource that you use in your business that's radically changing the way to business and that which you can share our listeners with? That's radically changing. Um, I don't have a business resource that's radically changing the way I do business. Um, I was just thinking that that a, another good tip um, is not to network, but to make friends um, and to find people in your community who... Um, who will support you and, um, and to don't set out to use people for certain reasons. Um, I know networking is key and people go to networking organizations. Um, I tend not to do networking. I tend to, um, as I said before, join a lot of nonprofits that I feel passionate about. Um, I meet other passionate people and, um, and what's not surprising that we tend to also then do business together. Um, so just encouraging people to reach out to, you know, not necessarily just, um, networking groups, but if you're interested in, in the theater, but get involved in the theater community or the ballet or, or education or, or your, you know, your local, um, your local, uh, school board. Um, and, uh, and, and there you'll meet other people who, who share your vision. And those are the people who are going to most appreciate what you, um, what you value as well and, and the services that you provide. Yes, well said. I agree with you. I mean, sometimes you when I see that networking is not only for, for you to take in, but for you to give as well. It's a give and take relationship when you start networking with other people, not only for support for all, but for you to be part of that community. All right. I'd love for you to talk about your book, From Public Schools to the Ivy League, and what's one big benefit that they can get from it and where they can get it. Um, well, it's available in all of the Barnes and Nobles and Amazon. Um, and the the biggest thing in this book is it really 
allows students to reach their college goals um, by giving the tips and the resources they need to get there. So um, one of the reasons I started this business is to let families know that every student has the opportunity to go to a top school um, if they just know the rules and what they need to do. Um, what I say to my students is I don't want you ever to look back and say nobody told me, right? So um, if you have the knowledge and you decide not to act on it, that's on you, right? I can say that to students, um, anyone. If you have the knowledge and decide not to act on it, fine. Um, but unfortunately there are so many industries such as mine where it's so confusing that um, oftentimes by the time the family or the student figures it out it's too late so this book really enables um, students to understand what colleges are looking for what they need to do during high school so that when the time comes um, they're armed with um, the, the resume and the grades and the test scores and whatever else they need to get into their school um, choices um, a big thing with college, of course, is cost. So we delve a lot into the cost of college, um, how to understand the costs, and um, and really just providing a, a great equalizer for, for students all over the world. Um, as I mentioned, we're a private business, so our services are not inexpensive, um, and they're certainly geared for families that are able to afford um, some of the larger uh, private schools or any of the private schools. Um, and, uh, and this will enable just everybody to reach their aspirations. All right. So for our families and, and students out there, I highly encourage you to pick up the book From Public School to the Ivy League by Mandy Ad Heller Adler. And this they can pick up from your website or on Amazon, is it? Yeah, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere. Anywhere yeah. you can pick up this book. All right, Mandy, I'd love for you to share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your service and where they can get it and what's the best way that they can connect with you and then we'll end from there. Sure. Um, well, the company is called International College Counselors um, and our website is internationalcollegecounselors.com. Uh, we have a pretty neat, uh, extensive um e-blast. So if you, if you want to get some emails weekly or monthly, uh, especially for those parents that want to find out what's going on, please go to the website and sign up for our newsletter. Um, and then if you're interested in some private counseling, obviously, uh, please call the number, um, which is 954-414-9986. Um, ask for Lindsay and she can walk you through our products and our services and find you a counselor to meet your needs. Um, so we, we, as I said, we, we provide private, um, college admission services. We help the kids with applications, with essays, um, with choice of school selection, um, everything that a child would need to know in order to get into college. Um, and we start with the students as young as eighth grade. Um, so once again, it's international college counselors and, um, internationalcollegecounselors.com. All right, so that's internationalcollegecounselors.com or you can reach them at their number 954-414-9986. So uh, for our listeners who are parents out there with kids that are going to be entering college, I highly encourage you to go there now, internationalcollegecounselors.com, pick up her book and at least 
be on their mailing list that they you will know you can be updated on what she's putting out there. Uh, so for our par- for our listeners, so our parents with kids that are going to be in college, it's really important information and uh, service and help that uh, Mandy and her company is providing to to facilitate you know, this process. So that's international collegecounselors.com and I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well and for our listeners all of these links and the resources that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Mandy Heller Adler or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again that link is international college counselors.com or you can reach them at 954-414-9986. Mandy, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for being such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much, Marie. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh, 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 oh,